Hello, frequent flyers, and welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh, and I talk to some of Australia's top points collectors. We dive into their backgrounds, stories, redemptions, and of course, their best hacks. What are your burning questions around the frequent flyer game? We hit up the Point Hacks audience for what they'd like to ask our managing editor, Daniel Skibris. He joins me today to give you his answers. Third time's the charm. This is a... You're becoming a real regular on this podcast now. We've got um, Daniel Skibris, the the managing editor of Point Hacks with us again. Dan, how are you? Good. How are you, Dan? I'm very good. I'm very good. We're in the... uh, they're still being built out Point Hack Studio. We've uh, we've got a lot more equipment coming soon, but uh, you know, eventually this little studio will be a, a fantastic room. But um, at the moment, we're 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 sitting on on a couple of chairs that look very out of place in the middle of an empty room. Um, and we were we were just talking about all all the fun stuff that we have coming into this room for the next in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll have a proper podcast set up. We'll have some proper soundproofing in. Um, and a little video studio as well, so uh, we'll be we'll be pushing out a lot of content, yeah, which will be which will be amazing. But Dan, great to get you back. Um, as I think I mentioned the first time I had you on, you you're just as this well of points knowledge um, and a self confessed points hoarder. So <laughs> it, it's you know, easy to say that you, you know how to earn points, um, and you, you've definitely got a lot of experience in using them as well. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to actually get some questions directly from some of our audience. So, you know, point, pointhacks.com, um, we get close to 300,000 people visiting our website every month. And, and we, we see the comment sections on articles and in our community just, you know, light up with questions. So we thought there'd be a good opportunity to get some, uh, to, to, to hear from the people and, um, and, you know, ask them if you had some questions for our managing editor, what would they be? So, um, thought we'd uh, jump into some questions for you. Um, you know, see what you come up with, and just you know, hope we can all walk away at the end of this, know more about uh, the freaking fly game. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds excellent. Thanks, Dave. Fantastic. Okay, so the first question comes to us from Stephen E, and his question is: um, What tools do you use to help uncover? the best frequent flyer award seats on different airlines before you book a trip. Now this uh this is a this isn't the easiest question to answer. Yeah, look, personally myself, I really enjoy <laughs> searching for award flights. So um I go straight to the airlines and you know, spend a good hour or two having fun um, looking for award seats myself. But look, I know a, a lot of people who are much more time poor or actually have a bit more of a life than I do <laughs> um, actually use some some tools out there in the market. So there's a few of them, a few of the popular ones, such as um, Award Nexus, mm. um, uh, Expert Flyer and KVS Tool are probably the, the three um, tools out there mm. that uh, will do the searching for you in effect. So most of them are, are, are paid subscription and in various different models yeah uh, but what you can some are paid by search some are just a subscription model and you can have um, you know a certain number of searches or unlimited searches etc but what you do is if you're looking for a particular uh, award route uh, on, um, on a particular airline then you can put all those search details in and then um, and then you know go away and, and it'll constantly be searching that particular website yeah um, and then once an award seat for their particular date particular route in your particular cabin that you're looking for so if it's business uh, opens up uh, then you'll be notified 
and then you can go. So it doesn't do the booking for you, no. but but it'll notify you. Yep. And then you can go straight um, in and, and and find it. Yeah, no, none of these tools are perfect. Like I've I've, I've personally used Award Nexus a couple of times. I know you haven't. I think you you were you're saying yeah. you stopped using it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's in terms of Qantas, for example, when I wanted to use my Qantas points, I've always managed to find availability by just going through the website. So I've never needed to use it. It wasn't a conscious decision that I didn't want to use, uh, mm. you know, the, these programs. Uh, Virgin was, when I wanted to use some velocity points for a business class trip to Hong Kong uh, recently, I um, I was finding diffi- finding it difficult to, to, to find those seats. Mm. So I wanted to use Award Nexus. Um, previously, uh, Virgin Australia wasn't uh, an option that, that you could select, but you could select Delta Airlines, and because they're a partner, it would also show you Virgin yeah, availability. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a hacky yeah, know, way yeah. to find availability, it, it, but it, it was, worked. But it worked. Um, when I looked at it recently, they took away that option, and they've only left Sky Team as an option. And given that Virgin isn't actually part of Sky Team or in lines at the moment, um, I couldn't figure out a way to do it. So mm. I didn't have the time to actually research that, and I just didn't do it anyway. I managed to find a flight. Yeah, a lot of these tools mm. seem to work a lot better with more US-centric airlines. Yeah, yeah, they 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 can. Um, look, Qantas is usually always included, given the scale of the airline. Virgin is still a bit new um, in in terms of, um, especially for a lot of these creators in the US, they they're not one hundred percent, you know, on board or or have the knowledge with regards to to Virgin and how they how they work. But um, yeah, but look, I would always uh, the, the best place is always the airline itself because yeah. that's going direct to the source. Like you said, they they are. Very very good these tools but they're not perfect and mm. sometimes i have heard cases where uh, it will show that there's availability and when you go not. to the website and yeah. there isn't it's a phantom booking they yeah. call it so um yeah but look overall if you're time poor these can be very good um i know uh, the founder of point hacks um swears by some of these tools so um yeah so so they can be good yep okay so the next question comes from michael o and he asks um, how do you or can you get Virgin to uh, to status match with Qantas? And I guess the question is vice versa as well. Can you get Qantas to status match with Virgin? Yeah, so let's take that latter uh, part of the question first. Qantas status matching with Virgin, it's pretty much unheard of. Yeah. Qantas don't do status matching. They probably don't need to do status matching either. They've probably got enough status members um, and they... Um, yeah, and, and they choose not to. I haven't really heard that happen too much. The other way around, I guess Virgin has always been a competitive brand, right? They're, 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 they're competing against the bigger player. Mm. Um, they were new to the market, especially in 2011 when they wanted to, to, to move from a low-cost carrier into a full-service carrier. So they were offering a lot of these status matches um, to, to Qantas flyers, especially in the early days of 2011 and that. Nowadays, they still exist, but they're a lot harder to get. Yeah. Right? So, look, you can't just, you know, if you've never flown Virgin before and you've got no future bookings with them, if you, you know, go and ring them up and ask for a status match, you're probably going to be declined, right? You need to give them a case as to why as to why you should be offered a status match. Um, and that could be, you know, having a lot of previous bookings recently and that you can show that you've got a lot more future bookings coming up. Mm-hmm. They may do that. But, look... Um, a lot of the airlines are beginning to move away from direct st- or outright status matches. Um, and what they're usually doing instead is sort of giving you a bit of a challenge, like a mini challenge. So yeah. um, I know Virgin uh, or Velocity Frequent Flyer have what's known as a pilot 
um, gold program, mm-hmm. meaning that normally you'd need to get 500 status credits to get to gold. Yes. But with this program, you'll have a three-month window, and as long as you earn 80 status, 80 status credits or, or more, you will then get gold for the next 12 months. Interesting. So they may offer you something like that. Yeah. But you'd it, have, it's you'd still have far to be, from You'd have to be coming in from a pretty high status with Qantas to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then obviously convince them to give you this, um, this challenge anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And look, a lot of people view frequent flyer programs and you know, just see them as benefits that airlines should be giving out. Um, at the end of the day, though, airlines are businesses too, and it needs to make sense for them as well as it makes sense for you. Um, and so, yeah, if you can show them that you're going to be a loyal customer going forward, they may well give you, I think it'll be more a pilot program rather than an outright status match, but mm. but they may give you one or the other uh, mm. if you can show them. But if, if you're really offering nothing for them, um, in terms of your previous bookings or future bookings, it would be hard to get. Yeah, and as far as Qantas matching with uh, Velocity, I mean, you, you hear uh, urban urban rumors and myths uh, about about people getting it, but I, I don't think we've at Point Hacks have seen anything concrete. Recently. Yeah, definitely not on the status match match front. There has been some, I think, cases where again this challenge they mm. may offer you a, a challenge of a reduced number of um, status credits that you need to earn a particular um, uh, level, but they don't publicise it anywhere near as much. Um, where they where they do that sort of challenge, Qantas a lot more is, for example, if you had points and you let them expire. Mm. And yeah, they, def- they to, definitely do that. Yeah, and in order to get them back, they'll give you that type of challenge. Um, but yeah, in terms of Qantas status matching Virgin, it, it's it's a much harder gig to get. Yeah. And that being said, if we're talking about Qantas points expiring, come on, guys. It's it's two years. Just do something. Just do something to earn a couple yeah. of Qantas points in the meantime. You know, link your link your <laughs> yeah. Woolworths card. Just just do so. Just get one point within two years, and they won't expire. Oh, or even redeem one point. You know, yeah, just as, do as anything. Yeah, just do exactly. anything. <laughs> um, look, that, that can always be a separate podcast. I would suspect, but I um, uh, it's uh, it, look, it's definitely a. Um, uh, a sensitive issue for many people. I know the media likes to pick it up. Yeah. And there are cases where people just do forget. But look, my view is that you do have ample time. We're lucky in Australia to have what's known as a soft expiry on that. So mm-hmm. as long as you have activity, like you say, your points don't expire um, rather than a hard expiry where whether you have activity or like not. Like Singapore expire. Airlines, yeah, for example. Yeah, or Cathay Pacific yeah. is another good one, yeah, where they just expire no matter what. Mm. Uh, going on to the next question, we have um, from Marlene M. How do you know when award seats have been released for each airline? Yeah, look, um, we do have an article on, on the Point Hacks website that does um, state when each airline releases their award seats. It varies a little bit by it, each airline. It, it does, it does. So, look, normally it's within that 330 to 365-day mark, um, is depending on the airline. You've got something like Qantas, for example, that staggers their, their release of award seats based on the, the frequent flyer. Yeah, that's, that, that is when status really helps you in frequent flyer bookings. Um, you know, we, we don't all have the, the privilege of having it. I myself from just the basic bronze with Qantas. Yeah. Um, but if you're if you're platinum, um, you get first dibs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they group it as platinum one and then platinum and gold together and then silver and, and bronze just mm. get what's left over. Um, but yeah, uh, look, um, so we do have a guide as to when they, they're first released in terms of when they're released after that. Um, 
uh, it that just happens on, throughout the year. It happens throughout the year. It, it, many factors come into play depend, in terms of the amount of seats available on a particular route. An airline may upgrade or, or downgrade the, the size of the planes. So yep. That will affect it. People might book a ticket and then need to cancel it and, and it could go back into the bucket you know, for a war ticket. There's many different factors. Um, there was a previous question about the types of tools you could use to help you. Things like expert flyer and things like that may be able to help you as to when award seats are coming out. Yep. Um, um, but also just 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 checking the as frequently as I mean, you can. I, I myself last time I flew up to Hong Kong yeah. was about to book myself an economy return ticket. I thought I would do one last search after searching for weeks and weeks and months, see if there was availability on the dates that I needed, and then suddenly a, a, a business class seat had popped up on the mm. way back. So they they do get released throughout the year as well. But again, it's very hard to know when. Yeah, and look, there are some patterns that you can see, um, but these are never permanent patterns either. So previously, Velocity used to be very generous in their award seats. The earlier you got in, the very likely chance you were going to find a seat no matter what cabin. Uh, lately, it depends on whether you're going short haul or long haul and what cabin you want. So if you're wanting a long haul premium flight, mm-hmm. Virgin are going down the track at the moment anyway, and this could always change, of releasing their seats around five days before departure <laughs> for their business seats, right? Right. And so that, of course, you need to determine, you know, if you're willing to make that risk or take that risk. Uh, Qantas still follow more of the model of the earlier you get mm. in, the better. Um, so also knowing the patterns of airlines can help as well. Yeah, a bit of experience helps mm. there. And now uh, this is an interesting one. We've, we've just recorded a podcast on this. Um, how do you book one, uh, one World Around the World uh, tickets with Qantas points uh, from Paul C? Yep. Um, so... We just spent a good twenty-five minutes talking about this, which, um, which as a listener, you can go, you can go here. Yes, so definitely listen to that podcast because I did go into detail in in regards to how you can do it and ways to maximise your your chances of finding the award seats. But look, in summary, uh, if you have found an itinerary that you want, go onto the Qantas website, do a multi-city search, put all the legs in that you need, yep. um, and then it'll price as long as it fits within a one world classic reward trip. Um, then uh, it will price as that. So it should be 318000 for a business class. And then you're able to literally just press book yep. like any other award redemption that you would do online. And, that, and that's the big call out. You wouldn't be looking at the multi-city search, not the around the world search. That's right. Because that, that will just price you in dollars. Yes. Yes. That's right. Um, plus it is very difficult to use. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is a big question uh, from Sam W. Um, so I'm just going to... I'm going to say it and I'm going to let you go. Um, should I be collecting Qantas or Velocity points? Firstly, I'd like to say how wonderful it is that we now have competition in Australia because a good 10, 15 years ago, we could only really earn Qantas points. Well, there was so, there was, um, there was you know, ANSAT back in the day. There was ANSAT back in the day, but look, we're, we're way it's too been, young, it's Dave, been, to remember It's been that. a long time <laughs> since then. <laughs> Actually, unfortunately, I'm not too young to remember them. I do remember ANSAT quite well. But look, no, we're very lucky. We've got Qantas and velocity points that you can choose. So yeah, that question always comes up. And look, it is a case-by-case basis. There mm. is no universal answer to this. The first thing I would say is look in Australia we're we're pretty lucky that no matter where you live you're probably going to have Qantas and Virgin um, flying to your airport anyway so you do have that choice in America it might be a lot easier because you might live in a city where only Delta flies there for example like Atlanta yeah and and the choice is almost made up for you but here in Australia uh, we have both airlines flying to my city so the next question is does a particular airline um, fly your route that's more convenient for you so for example uh, my sister lives in Canberra I live on the Gold Coast Virgin have the only direct flight over there if I was doing that trip all the time and 
I probably don't visit my sister enough, <laughs> enough to warrant this, but I would probably always lean towards uh, a, a velocity in that case. But, but um, look, for most Australians, they fly all around the world mm. and in some cases, Qantas is better. In some cases, Virgin is better in terms of all, all their partners, I should say, is more convenient. So, I always say, where you can, try to earn both right. as much as possible. However, um, if you're looking to get status... That's a different matter. If you're, if you're trying to get status with a particular airline, then you might want to swing to one, way one or the other. Or the other. Yep. But if it's just about points, and I think that's what this question is alluding to, if it's just about points and then redeeming your points for travel in, yep. in whatever class and that, try and earn them in, in, in you know as, as much as possible. So it doesn't make sense, for example, that if you're a Qantas frequent flyer, you're always earning Qantas, you need to fly Virgin one day because work has got a contract with Virgin, let's say, and you, you, you don't join their program and earn points, right? So, yep. Yeah. Um, so look as to which airline is is flying you, the route that you fly mostly, and it's more convenient to you. That might be a way to choose. Yep. Um, but otherwise, uh, and it could be personal preference. Like you might like Qantas service better or yeah. Virgin service better. It can also be good to reverse engineer what you want to do with the points. Yeah. So um, if you have a destination in mind mm. or a, a you know itinerary or even just even a business class seat you want to fly, mm. uh, it can be good to do your research beforehand and say, okay, well how if it's a destination, how am I going to get there? How am I yep. going to get there using points? And then what would my options be with Qantas? What would my options be with Velocity? Exactly. And speaking of options, uh, uh, there are uh, um, many readers that will um, say that they use the, they like to use their Qantas points more for international and they like to use their Velocity points more for domestic. Um, and, and I think the reasoning there is maybe because Qantas is a one-world you know, member and has more opportunities to for international. My view on that is, look, the, the partnerships are quite good with Virgin as well. And mm. there are some holes there, but there's also going to be holes, for example, in, in, in One World when Latam leaves for the One World Alliance and, and there'll be a, a gap in the South American market. So these things always chop and change as well. So I don't always make that distinction between domestic, I'll use one or and, and um, international, I'll use the other. But some people do make that distinction and that could be something that, that you might want to look at as well. Yeah, and as far as earning points, obviously there's, you know, Qantas has so many partnerships in Australia. There's a lot of ways to earn Qantas mm. points. Mm. There's still a lot of ways to earn ways to earn velocity points in Australia as well but Qantas do have a very strong grip um, in the marketplace mm. around um, earning points outside of flying mm. so earning points through um, offers with partners earning points through credit card there's there is app opportunity for both Qantas does seem to have more partners so more opportunity to earn in Australia yeah look that that is true both are very good I would say that though so for example you, uh, I earned velocity points the other day with with Autobahn um, and, and Qantas don't really have a, a similar thing there but Qantas overall you're right do have many more opportunities they've invested heavily in a lot of their um their IT infrastructure to be able to, to do that mm -hmm. so um, I, I, I you know I've got a Qantas insurance policy um, and um, so I earn a lot through through their app there mm -hmm. for example you earn you can earn points even while you're sleeping that's the type of technology they've put they've put into in, into their program Qantas so there is a lot of opportunities there as well to, to earn yeah um, 
with, with Qantas, but even with Velocity, like the Velocity e-store and, and the Qantas shopping mall, you can earn points at literally thousands of retailers, both within Australia and internationally. Just, just the online, online shopping. Online shopping, yeah. yeah. And so go to each of the respective websites, see the um, options and ability to earn points, Make yourself familiar with how many points you need for um, a destination you want, as you were saying, Dave, in terms of reverse engineering, and then make up your mind that way. And like I said, it's a case by case. Everyone's going to be different. Absolutely. Um, Next question comes from Phil D. Um, Is it better to use points for upgrades or outright redemptions? Now, this is a good question. It's a fantastic question. And if you asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said definitely upgrades and the reason i would have said that then was because there was quite a bit of gap with in terms of the number of points you needed to um uh, upgrade your fare Mm. or to get one completely outright so for example if you needed to get a business class ticket um, outright it almost cost you sometimes double as much as if you bought a cheap economy ticket and then upgraded yeah now that was 10 years ago um recently uh and this is the same now with Qantas and Velocity, is that the gap between how many points you need to get an outright redemption uh, for a business class seat, let's say, uh, versus paying for an economy and then upgrading, the number of points you need is, the gap is minimal. Mm. So, and especially with Qantas, where upgrades are not guaranteed for international um, legs, it's all based on your status, um, I would always say go for the outright business class yeah, or where, where you can where you where you can yeah and even same with velocity even though they don't have that restriction on um, the upgrades um it, it, the points difference is just minimal yeah. between the upgrade and yeah. having to then fork out money for an economy ticket um uh, and just getting that outright redemption yeah i mean obviously there's some um variance around that so um for example you know if you have to fly on a certain date um, and you need to lock in the flight, and there's just no business class availability. You need to buy an economy ticket. You buy your economy ticket. Um, I had this. Yep. I had this uh, when I went to Hong Kong recently, where um, you know, I, I was very lucky. I actually, actually managed to get a business class redemption outright on the way back. But on the way up, I had to book economy. Had to yep. be there on a certain day. Um, and I'm bronze. I put in. I put in the upgrade request. The the difference between the upgrade request and the outright uh, booking was I think only about 10,000 points. So yeah. It still cost me a lot of points yep. to to upgrade from economy. That being said, I, I made the decision that the amount of points that they were asking for the upgrade was still worth it in my mind to spend that to get that business class flight on the way up. Um, and I, I got lucky. I got very lucky that being a bronze member, I would have been towards the bottom of the list for that upgrade. Yep. But I managed to secure that upgrade um, from economy to, to business. But it, I, I had to go into the flight assuming that I've put in the upgrade request. I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. No, that's right. And uh, look, uh, th- there are many cases like that, yeah, where your employer might pay for an economy ticket, for example. And then, you, you know, then then your only option is upgrades. And, and I think that's why airlines have begun to price them like this, where there's a minimal differential between outright and, and upgrades, because they've realized that in the real world, a lot of this type of scenarios happen. Yeah. Where, yeah. Absolutely. So, And uh, yeah. one other thing to consider as well is that if you are looking at upgrades, 
I know Qantas for sure won't allow upgrade requests on their cheapest tickets. That's a very good point, actually. Uh, yeah, there are. Make sure that you read the restrictions on tickets in terms of being able to upgrade. Look, the general rule is if you're getting those sale fares, the real, um, the dirt real cheap ones. dirt cheap ones, yeah, uh, you won't be able to to upgrade. Um, now that's with Qantas. Virgin take a different tack on that, um, in the sense that. In terms of long-haul flights, so their flights to Hong Kong and Los Angeles and soon will be Tokyo as well, uh, you'll only be able to upgrade if you're a Velocity Gold or Platinum member mm. and you are travelling on an economy freedom fare or a, or a premium economy ticket. Mm. Um, and that's the only time you'll be able to upgrade. Otherwise, you won't be able to. Mm. So, yeah, do, do your research before yep. you're booking. Um, and if you can get that business class outright, get the outright. Yep. Um, so the, this last question isn't actually from a reader. This is from me. So um, in in 2019, we saw some pretty big changes with Qantas uh, for their frequent flyer program. Um, changes that we think are you know are positive. Um, you know, there's a bit of debate in the uh, in the space around that. Uh, what changes do you think we'll see to the points landscape or beyond Qantas, but the points landscape in general uh, in 2020 and beyond? Yeah, well, I think we've already been seeing it in 2019 and 2018 as well, and that is that there's been a recognition by airlines that these divisions of their of their airlines are the most or one of the most profitable. It makes them a lot of money. Profitable. A lot of money. Absolutely, and so I'm, you know, I have no doubt that we're going to be seeing um, a growth in in Qantas frequent flyer and Velocity frequent flyer in terms of opportunities to earn and redeem and, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, with Virgin buying back their their thirty five percent stake that mm, they didn't own, um, Velocity is a is a big indicator of that as well. And look, I think there's going to be um, the ability in terms of technological ability as well to grow the partnership base. So, for example, like blockchain technology, and that is going to allow a lot of um, smaller players, smaller retailers, for example, to be part of these programs as well and, and be able to offer points. And, and possibly redeem points as well um, because a lot of the time they have been restricted uh, because there's a lot of costs to, to get to get their infrastructure in place to be able to keep track of who's going to earn points and not and, and, and you can't and that's why you usually see at retailers for example just the large chains that offer these types of things mm. so um, I think we'll over the next few years we'll see those technological advancements um, allow for um, a greater choice of business to, to offer points as an incentive for them to acquire um, new customers so mm. look back in the day in the 80s and 90s you know companies if they wanted to advertise they they had a few options newspaper tv and things like that yeah nowadays they could use those that money and instead offer new customers points for example so there's also a change in the mindset of of, of com- companies as well and how how they or what approaches they use to acquire new customers. Yeah. And, um, you know, the law of earning 20,000 whatever points, um, if, you, if you sign up to our product, um, can be a lot more um, persuasive for a new customer than hearing a nice jingle on a 30-second TV ad. Absolutely. Um, and do we think we'll see any, like, you know, as inflation goes, we're, we're probably going to see more devaluations across some points programs in the future. It might not be in 2020, but some point in the future that's bound to happen um but by the sounds of things and by this by what we've seen with some of these other programs um what we expect to see is if there's a devaluation it's usually a devaluation but offering hopefully some some upside as well yeah look uh, the the airlines need to make sure that they 
have that their programs are economically viable, right? So that could mean that they need to review their the points and 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 uh, how many points you need and and what they're offering in terms of benefits, um, or, or, you know, on a frequent basis, I guess. Uh, look, I'm a big believer in in you know free market economics and supply and demand, and I think even when it comes to the frequent flyer space, that's always going to be a factor as well. So if there's a large demand for a particular route, um, uh, then it, it could justify that you might need more points down the track to be able to to, to redeem for it, um, and vice versa, of course, if there isn't. Uh, look, a good example of this is is there was an imbalance, I feel, um, in terms of redeeming points between economy, business, and first, um, where the the value you got from business and first far outweighed any benefit you're getting if you redeem for economy. So w- recently with Qantas, we saw that the number of points you needed for economy actually went down. Must, yeah, that right, was, yeah. and that was to correct an imbalance. And obviously, they must have been seeing some data showing people weren't redeeming for economy as much. Mm. I would suspect. I, I'm not sure about that, but but clearly the 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 value proposition just wasn't there. So when airlines are making decisions on on um you know what they're going to do with their with their program, if they are going to do a devaluation, uh, what we've mostly seen is there has been some positive shoots coming from that as well. Absolutely, um, and, and I think they need to continue that because if they devalue a program too much, then the program will start to lose value for them because people will just give up. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Dan, thanks for answering these questions. Um, no worries. I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll get. You on the podcast again soon with a fresh round of questions from, yes. our, from our readers. And I look forward to it. Um, there's never any shortage of them. But um, thanks for coming on and we'll, uh, we'll hear you next time. No worries. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides and tips. I'm David Walsh and don't forget to subscribe.